Quick question. Do you believe that there's enough for everyone when it comes to opportunity, resources, and time? Think about it. Now, do you believe that there's enough for you and everyone else? Or do you find yourself hoarding your money, not investing, letting opportunities pass you by because of the risk attached? Do you cling to toxic, unfulfilling relationships, toxic habits because they're familiar? It's better than being alone, better than taking on the challenge of healing yourself, better than entering the unknown. Have you let your career stagnate? Have your skills gotten rusty? Have you, It's been a while since you've added a new skill to the stack, as they say. Have you let friendships go? Why? For what? I don't want to take up a ton of your time today. I just want to say that if those questions hit home, let's talk a little bit about what we call scarcity mindset and if it's holding you back. I have one simple tool you can use today, a couple of steps you can take. Let's break it down. Let's go. The reason I asked those questions was was to illustrate scarcity mindset. And again, I'm not attacking you. I'm guilty of a lot of this stuff myself and I'm working on it. Doing this podcast is part of that process. So simply put, if you have an abundance mindset, you likely believe that there's enough time, there's enough money, there's enough resources, there's enough opportunity for everyone, including you. You know, even if one person succeeds, that doesn't really mean anything in relation to you. They didn't take anything from you. Doesn't mean that you're any less than them. But if you have a scarcity mindset, or if you have moments where you go into a scarcity mindset, let's say we're not just black and white here, you see others' success and others' possessions in relation to you. You now have less available to you. Somebody's success, somebody's wealth, means that there's less for you. It means that you are somehow less than. In this scarcity mindset, sometimes we become jealous of others' wealth and material possessions. We believe that what they have comes at a cost to us. You know, we see a colleague or a friend uh, get a new job, get a promotion. We see that as a threat to our chances of success, our chance of moving up the hierarchy too. Same for romantic relationships, your brother, your sister, your friend, new romantic partner for them, same old for you. Does does their love, does their happiness mean there's less love and happiness out in the world for you to have? In a scarcity mindset, you might think, yes, scarcity. There's not enough to go around. There's a limited amount of some of this stuff. And you have what you have and they seem to have more and that simply means, well, Do the math, there's less for me. You know, this can even happen, I read about this, this can happen between different groups of parents, like at a school or, you know, kids sporting sporting events. You know, does the Joneses family, you know, the Jones family, does their new SUV and, you know, their kids got all the brand new equipment. Does that mean that there's less of that for you and your kid? Does that mean that you are lesser than a parent because of another family's material possessions and success? It's a very human quality to, to see that this way, to fear that the success of another tribe, the success of another person reflects badly on you. 
And this scarcity mindset can happen upon us in our personal and private lives. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough money. I don't know how to learn that skill. I don't really know where I'd go to learn more. I actually probably can't learn. Uh, it's been a while since I've tried anything new. Oh, I have nothing to offer that person. I have nothing to offer that social circle, that workplace. I just, within me there is scarcity. Within me there is less. Within me there is really nothing to give. Or there's not enough time and money and resources being allotted to me. And so what results from that? What, what results from that, living that way? We stay stressed out. We stay financially insecure. We're always watching the money, cutting costs, not investing. We don't grow. We end up alone or we end up in unfulfilling relationships. Hell, I got to tell you, I was actually stressing myself out writing the script for this episode because I thought, well, I don't have enough time to do three episodes today. How the hell am I ever going to do this? Anxiety peaking. <laughs> but whether I do or don't have time to get three episodes done today, there's still tomorrow. There's still the rest of the week. All the viewers aren't going to run away if I'm not consistent. I try to be consistent. But when we cram ourselves into this tunnel of like, ah, there's not enough and I got to get it all done. That's, that's a scarcity mindset. There's always tomorrow. And if there's not tomorrow, well, <laughs> problem solved. So this belief that our time is limited, it may be valid, right? I mean, we do have a finite amount of time on this earth at this point. But then we overload the time that we do have with too much stuff. Like maybe I didn't have to do three episodes today. I still did it. Same with money, right? We, we won't believe I don't have enough money. There's not enough money available to me the way my life is. I just, I have what I have and it's, it's not enough. So we hoard the money, right? We don't invest. We're constantly watching it. Cut a hole in the mattress and stick all your money in there. Doesn't grow when it's in there, by the way. Cutting costs to our own detriment, you know, eating poorly. Maybe, you know, wasting time on stuff, staying in because we don't want to go out into the world where money has to be spent. Even though we could derive a lot of mental benefits from that sort of thing. Same with love. I'll never find it or I'll never find it elsewhere. So I stay alone or I stay unfulfilled where I'm at. To me, I've partaken in a lot of this myself. This is a dangerous, if not a deadly way to look at life, wouldn't you say? Focusing on how we measure up to others and focusing on what we don't have or what we are not. And I have to say that if you believe that kind of crap about yourself, it's going to start to come true. All these things that you're not, just gets worse. All these people who are better than you, they just seem to multiply and keep getting better if you choose to look at life that way. So what can you do? What can we do when we're living in this scarcity mindset? You know, it's hard for me to tell you to change. I would never sit here and tell you to change. In fact, I don't think I would even suggest that you do change. I think first and foremost, I'd say that what I had to do was become aware of how the scarcity mindset, of how fear about how seeing myself as being small and lesser than was holding me back. Scarcity mindset, right? Believing there's less out there for me, that I don't have enough. Fear, 
that I can't contribute, that I can't be better, that I can't be a part of what's going on in the world. Seeing myself as less than, seeing myself as smaller than the guy next door, so to speak. That was holding me back. If that's starting to hit home, there's your project. Accept that this is how you see the world sometimes. And then reflect on why. And there's plenty of reasons for it, right? If you maybe grew up in a low income, low happiness, low support situation where there wasn't a lot of food, wasn't a lot of money to go around, of course it makes sense that you would view the world that way. Cling to what little you still have and refuse to believe that there was more available to you. Perhaps once you had it all, maybe you once had, maybe you did have enough. Maybe scarcity mindset was not even a part of your life. And then you lost it, lost your money, lost your career, lost your health, lost your love. Who, who could blame you for now becoming afraid, living in a scarcity mindset? Lack of self-confidence, a fear of the unknown. Like there's many reasons and there's no shame and there's no blame if you are looking at life this way. I think that'd be step, maybe even step one, if not step two. Accept it, reflect on it. But don't beat yourself up over it. Don't, why shame yourself, right? That's just more of the same tendency. Oh, here's all the crap I do and I'm crappy. At some point, we've got to take that lens off and stop seeing ourselves that way. If we want more out of life, you can do whatever you want. But if you're at the point, you know, where you're sick of holding back and you want more out of life, You have to reflect on the why. Why, why, why am I doing this? And of course, I've said it. I'll keep saying it. Journaling, prayer, walking with your thoughts. Begin to reflect on why. It's not about change. It's not about new or different. That's already obviously a problem for you. Reflect and observe what's going on in the present and start to wonder or think about, honestly think about what is it in my life that has led me to this fear of not being enough or not having enough or measuring myself by others. Now, once you get this process rolling, I'd really urge you to check out a seven-minute episode of this podcast. Surely you got seven minutes this week to check out the episode from April 28th of this year. That episode goes over two key concepts that I want to refresh on this episode, negational and relational thinking. These are original ideas by Big Brain Patrick that I've developed, and I think they really, really underlie the scarcity mindset. So check out that episode from the 28th of April. If that hits, check out the full episode that that clip is actually from. That's the April 5th episode. And don't worry, I'm going to link all this. I'm going to lay it all out in the show notes, the description of this episode. What I think you'll find is that the reasonable reaction to this, right? Like if, if now we're realizing, okay, I do partake in negational thinking. I see all these things that I'm not, all these things that I don't have, all these things that I wish I was for whatever reason. Or I partake in relational thinking where, you know, person X, or let's call him Steve, his success means that I have less success. And and her material wealth means that I have less material wealth. And the fact that that woman rejected me means that there's no women left in the world for me. Realize how negational and relational thinking informs scarcity mindset, informs your fear, informs your own 
sort of holding yourself back, your own repression. I think you'll find that it's time to reflect on that. Why? Challenge yourself then to see the opposite. Reframe. Okay, here's all the things that I'm not. Fine. Here's all the things that they are that I'm not. Fine. Let's now go, okay, what am I then? What is materially real about me? What is real and present in my life when I look around? Could I even maybe be grateful for it? I'm not saying to change your thinking. I'm just saying to continue your thinking and say, okay, you're real good at seeing everything you're not. Let's now put one minute a day into thinking about what you are. What is real and present in my life? What personal qualities do I have that I can develop and build on? And, and could it be that the fear and the comfort of this living small, of this living secondary, of this living lesser than, it's going to take time to work on. But can we start to believe, and this is the, the step I had to make to even start this podcast, could I start to believe that there, that there might be more for me out there? Could it be that ultimately there is more out there for me and that nobody took anything from me when they succeeded? They probably didn't even think about me when they stepped onto that stage or stepped into that corner office or stepped into that new car or you know, stepped into that new romantic relationship. And realizing that thinking that way, believing that, that you're lesser than, that you're not all these things, right? Seeing that negativity, seeing that openness, that nothingness. That's the pathway to sadness. That's the pathway to pain. It's the pathway to addiction. Rather than addressing our personal faults and our weaknesses and the things that we can build on, we'll just plaster over them with this kind of sad, mopey thinking this, this, and this desire to sort of run from it and plaster over it with addiction, things that make us feel good in the moment. And this is a, the pathway to a life with little growth and little joy. And then realize that all of this was because of the way I chose to think. I thought myself into this pain. I thought myself into this misery. I thought myself small. I thought myself into second place. And then started thinking about thinking a little bit differently. It's not going to happen overnight. You're going to have to go all the way back and reflect on why you're doing it in the first place. I'm still doing it daily in my journal. But that's it. Do you want to go down the path of sadness, pain, addiction, no growth, no joy? Or do you want to at least try to maybe think about what the opposite path would look like? where you have what you have and it's growing every day and it's building every day. It's not what they have. It's not going to be everything. It's going to be what you are, what's unique about you, the qualities that you're developing and the opportunities that are going to come along when you begin to see the world in a new light. So I want to thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Of course, please feel free to get in touch. Leave a comment on YouTube leave a review on Apple Podcasts. You can hit me on Facebook, on Instagram. would love to hear from you if this stuff is resonating. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Please remember that better is possible.